Josh Hoffman will actually off the other side of the crossbar. Nice little chip. Oh, Mr. Oliveira with a cheeky goal. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of the 423 Soccer Pod, and this is Jim. You can find me on Twitter at Chattagooner. And this is Todd. You can find me at Great Footballer on Twitter. So today we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the match that we just uh, finished. Uh, we're going to clean up some stuff from the post-match rant. We got some feedback that we had messed up some stuff, and sure enough, we went back, and I went back and watched, and, and I'm not really sure what we were thinking, but we're going to clean up a little some things about, about our post-match rant. We'll also preview the Milwaukee match. We do have an interview with Dylan Dooley, who is a member of The Flood, the Milwaukee Torrent Supporters Group, and a bunch of other stuff. That we'll we'll talk about Todd. What what else do you think we need to talk about today? Anything? No, I'm off my uh, my Kuju rant from uh, the other day, so I'm over that and I'm ready to move on. Okay, one thing I want to do before we go too far is to acknowledge the folks who have reached out to me either in person or uh, via email or via Twitter to uh, give me some thoughts and prayers about the surgery. Uh, I really do appreciate that. It has gone better than I really could have ever have hoped. Still at home, can't really drive. Uh, but some of my wife's friends that got together and did a meal a meal train, and, and so folks have been bringing in food. And and one of those one of the things that and I wanted to mention that they brought is this Dose Pros brought over. They came and set up the food in, in our house and, and did a really wonderful job. And, and I wanted to thank... You know, again, the the folks who who have helped it, helped me and my family out, and to to allow folks to know that you know Dos Pros does a really good job. Um, we had uh, good pork and chicken, and um, and so they they really did a good job. Todd, what's your experience with? Well, the you know, Bros? you know, this is interesting about Dos Bros. They are CFC owners, and if you go to the Broad Street location, they display their uh, CFC owner sign just right out front, and uh, I think it's always good when you can. Uh, Patronize a business that that supports uh, CFC if you have a choice, and uh, they do a great job down there with uh, with with all their food. They are locally owned. That is not an out of town franchise. The owner uh, is from right there in Cleveland. Uh, all the stores that you see are are locally owned. So go down to Dos Bros. I go to that Broad Street location before games. I fill up before heading over if I have time. Uh, they have uh, six locations, uh, soon to be seven uh, locations in. Uh, Dalton, Cleveland, and Chattanooga, and that new location coming on Shallowford Road. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. So check check them out, and if you do go, if you do go, um, tell them that we that we sent you there. They've been they've been nice enough to to kind of provide a little bit of support to uh, to the podcast. Um, but that's not why we're that's not why I'm talking about them. They did a wonderful job in my house and came in and and set up the food for us, so so that we didn't have to cook. And while I am kind of recouping from from surgery. So again, thanks to all the folks who, who have helped out and, and have reached out to me. It's, it's meant, it's meant a whole lot to, uh, to me and to my family. Todd, I guess, you know, we got some feedback about the post-match rant and I'm just shocked that we were wrong about something. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that I watched a, a, a 90 minute feed off my Kuju twice and I still didn't get it right. Yeah, I, I cannot. Yeah, it's it's not. It, I guess it's not my finest hour. 
So when watching, and I, I'm, not, I'm still not really sure how I did this, but the starting lineup we put out during that during that post match rant was just wrong. And so um, and, and Breezy reached out and said, "Hey guys, um, there's a little mistake there." And as soon as he said it, I went through and I'm like, "I don't really know where could where it could have been." And then I remembered that in the when we were reviewing the match, we talked about Sanchez's goal, and we said that he because we knew he scored. I mean, we knew who had scored that, that second goal in, in stoppage time. It was the wrong one. Hmm. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we knew who scored that goal, but so we thought, and what we said was that he had come on, like Torres had gone on, got off, gone off. Cause and we knew he was injured, right? Cause he was not in the second half. So we said he was subbed late in the first half. Well, that's not that's not at all what had happened. So Sanchez was on the field the whole time. And if I had paid attention to, uh, he even had another shot. I think in the he had another shot that was saved, um, and had a really good match when I've gone back and watched. And so so yeah, I mean the starting back four was uh, again Smarzok, which confused me a little bit. Then Sanchez, Soren and Torres across the back. And then when Torres went off injured, that is when Ruben came on at the beginning of the second half and Sanchez came on. No, Sanchez went out wide uh, yeah. to play, to play uh, the fullback position. So. And that's when he started pushing way up the field. Yeah, he was way up the field. And I will say that the, the little bit of what I was talking about with Ruben and how I felt he played well the, the those things I, I remember were in the second half, so it was actually it was actually him that I saw, but I just thought he was on the field the whole game, so I don't know I I could I couldn't and maybe other people had a feed where they could do this I couldn't see the I could not see for I mean really for for the first ten minutes I thought Bongo was on the pitch I mean I thought he I thought that's who was playing DM until. Finally, the person turned their back, and I saw the number was wrong, or the num- not the number was wrong. It's just the number wasn't Bongo's number, and yeah. so I mean, it was I couldn't see the numbers. I wasn't listening to the feed, although I don't think they ever announced the starting lineup on audio. They may have. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. I kept listening for it, and I think it got. It may have. They went through uh, Napa's starting lineup, and I think. Yeah. Uh, the feed went bad maybe when it started to go through hours or it started looping that audio back through like it was doing. I think, I think what really happened was the announcer got through got through the Napa Valley uh, lineup and we scored. And I think that threw him off uh, because he, cause he kept on – he called Max Shrey. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he never got a it, – it's like, it's, like it's like he forgot to, to announce – and, you know – I have I have some sympathies about forgetting to introduce yourselves or forgetting to introduce other people since since half the time we forget to We've do done that it here. A few times on this, yeah. So again, I, I apologize to those folks who who count on us for top notch quality content. <laughs> Both of you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and just say that I was spending a little bit too much time counting passes and. I wasn't paying attention too much. I was to pay, I wasn't paying enough attention to who was actually on the field. So, again, the back four still played well. It was still a back four that I don't think we've seen. I, I can't think of that combination uh, before. But yeah, it was it was not Ruben until halftime, and then he came on again. I think I think a, a lot of what we said last night, uh, we rotated. We gave some guys 
um, some minutes that needed some minutes. The we most got important the, hmm? thing is we got three points and we put we six got three points. goals in. I said the most important yeah. thing is we, we got three points and put six goals in. That was the yeah, important it, thing from last night. Yes, but we also got guys playing time that haven't played a lot, yeah. and we got and we and we kept the starters warm, right? We got them in there, and they and they completed, you know, they com, they competed really well and and got some goals. The, the other thing that came up in 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 conversation on Twitter was the formation, and that you and I had assumed that it was the four four two box, and then when you talked with. Uh, Phil, he said it was a diamond, and I voiced some fr- confusion because I I just didn't I never saw a diamond out there, and I guess other folks. And then you and other people on Twitter got into a Euclidean geometry discussion, which we don't need to get into. About was it a diamond or a box or a a uh, rectangle or a trapezoid a or a quadrilateral? Yes, yeah. Somebody said, "Well, a diamond is a square. A diamond is a square." I'm like, "Just stop!" It was a rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rhombus, and yeah. uh, so again, I, you know, that, I, I I was confused when Phil said that. I'm like, "You're on the pitch, hey? I guess you know." But yeah, we I, defer to him and all things. I still don't. Field, so. I still don't think it was a diamond, but anyway, it was a four four two, and it was uh, a formation that I'm not too fond of, frankly, uh, um, but. It worked for two goals, and then we switched to the four-three-three. I do think that happened, and uh, uh, we were, like I said last night, we we were flying in that in that four-four in that four-three-three, and so it should be interesting to see what we come out in, in this weekend when we play the torrent. And I think it's interesting; it's, it's especially interesting, and maybe we'll talk about this after um, after we get back from the interview. Uh, what what uh, Dylan says about kind of this their style of play and the Torrance style of play and how and how we do that. So so yeah. So that's that's the you know our mea culpa over the post match rant. It's um, again it's six nil. It was three points. Do you have the the table up right now? I do. All right. So moving into the members cup uh, table uh, at the moment we have. Cosmos in first place, uh, three games played uh, on seven points. Detroit City in second place, uh, two games played, six points. Chattanooga in third, uh, four points, uh, uh, four games played. Uh, Milwaukee sitting in uh, fourth, uh, two games played, four points. Uh, Michigan Stars in fifth, two games played, one point, and Napa Valley, 1839 in sixth, three games played, no points as of yet. So CFC sitting in third. They have played uh, more games than anybody else. Uh, so it is super important that moving into this weekend that we get full three points. Also, don't re- don't forget Jim's, uh, what is it, Operation 12? Yep. Yeah, yep. so 12 points uh, out of, uh, well, we got our first three, right? We got our first three, so, yeah. So now it's officially, I guess, Operation 9 points. So yep. it's important. It's still 12. We just have we just have our first three. We have right. to get twelve points out of these out of these next four matches. So, so yeah, it is you know it is so you know Detroit has some games in hand. So do so do the Torrent and, and so does and everybody. Star. Really, everybody does. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, we really need we really need a, a win and um, to to get to get to seven points and and at least try to move up the table <clears throat> a little bit. So yeah, you know. You can only play – I mean, we've played four games, but we do need to uh, 
accumulate as many points and put pressure on the other teams, knowing that they, you know, need to go out and, and get results too to keep up. So. And so next we'll we'll talk a little bit with somebody from from the from the supporters group from the from the torrent. And we were fortunate enough to to con- get in touch with Dylan Dooley, uh, who is uh, a guy who lives up in Milwaukee and follows the torrent as a member of their supporters group. And so uh, we will talk with him and be back right after that conversation. Welcome back to the 423 Soccer Pod. Uh, this is Todd, a.k.a. Great Footballer. And on the show, we would now like to welcome Dylan Dooley. Uh, he's a fan of the Milwaukee Torrent, and uh, we're bringing him in now. How you doing, Dylan? Uh, I'm doing well. Things are going good here in uh, Milwaukee, so nothing That's to complain about. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit uh, about, about yourself. Uh, how uh, Did you grow up playing soccer? Uh, I did not. It's funny you say that. I basically grew up just watching like the World Cup and the U.S. and the Olympics, mostly the women's team compared to the men. But other than when the torrent came around, I basically heard about it, got a couple friends together. We said, hey, let's go check out this new thing. Seemed like fun. So after that first match, it's just something where like I've kind of fallen in love with the sport. Awesome. Now, you said you uh, first started. What, what was your first World Cup that you watched? Uh, I believe it was 2010, I want to say. Okay, so that was the Men's World Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the Olympics before that with the women's team when they were in Beijing. Uh, Now, so are you a member of the uh, Milwaukee's uh, supporters group? Yeah, so this year I kind of transitioned into more of like a leadership role with the supporters group. So... It's a it's something that we wanted to expand more and more every year, obviously. And what, what's the name of y'all supporters group? Uh, the Flood. Hey, what's the back? What's the where'd that come from? I'm not really sure, to be honest. <laughs> Other than a Actually, torrent, I mean a torrential <laughs> rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first the first game that we ever played, actually, uh, there was a group of guys that were sitting behind the goal, playing drums and waving flags and stuff. And I was with my friend right at midfield actually with a Vuvuzuela, and after the next game, they came up to me, and they were like, oh, have you heard of us? Like, do you know who we are? And I was like, uh, just some guys playing some drums, and they were like, no, we're uh, the supporters group called The Flood, and then ever since then, just kind of like hung out with those guys and tried to grow the group more and more every year. Do you think they were just like kind of over there in their supporters group, and they looked over and saw this lonely soul by, all by himself with his vuvuzela, and they were like, you know, we really need to reach out to this guy. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't really understand like soccer culture that much, so I, I was kind of confused, like, whoa, what are those guys doing over there? And then once I kind of like Googled it and looked around and seen how like other cities have big supporters group, obviously, like it was pretty cool. So what what year did you start following the club? Uh, right away in the first season. So the team was founded, I believe, 2015. And then 2016 was our first actual like season of soccer. And that first season, I actually traveled to every single road game that we played. It was like over, uh, I don't know, 1,100 miles, something like that, across the Midwest. Did you guys, now, you guys did not play in the 2019 regular season in PSL. Do you know why you guys elected not to do that? Um, that I'm not sure. Uh, obviously with the new coach, Cacho Cordoba, 
um, he kind of put together his own team and stuff like that. So I don't know, I guess, what the, the team's decision was on that front. But from what I've seen so far to the group, it's really exciting. Yeah, so where, where are most of the players from, Dylan? All over, really. Like, there's a big international. So basically, after last season, we've only kept, I think, one player from last year's team to this year's team. And that's basically all due to Cacho. Like, he brought in a group of guys from Argentina and all over. So it's just, it's really cool to see, like, the cultural aspect really integrated and into the city of Milwaukee. So how has Milwaukee taken to the torrent? What, what is the, what's the following like uh, there for the team? It's definitely, I'd say, like, in a place that is kind of, I don't want to say rough, but it's a city, I don't know how to explain it. So, like, people don't really want to support soccer to a certain degree unless it's a first division, second division type thing. Mm -hmm. So they see NPSL, oh, well, that's amateur. We don't want to support that. Come back to us when you get a Division Three or a USL or whatever the case is. So from that mm. aspect, it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. What are, do you know? What your average attendances are at, at home games? Obviously, you can't tell from 2019, yeah. but before that, pretty close to a thousand, I'd say. Okay. So are you? Are you, you go ahead, Todd. I was just going to ask uh, what you guys played in the MPSL was. Did you guys play in uh, the Great Lakes Division or yeah, yeah. Detroit? Okay. Yep. So. Actually, I stated earlier that the first season I went to all the road trips. So we didn't. We ended up playing in that team, uh, the conference with like Minnesota before like MPSL City and all them came in. So it was like the Twin Stars, us, and I forgot the other teams. But it was actually the second team when we played uh, Grand Rapids and Lansing and Detroit and all those teams. I went to all the road games with me and my uh, friend Keith. Yeah, I hate to be stereotypical. But uh, Cordova being Argentine, plan, you know, history playing for Boca Juniors, I'm assuming that, that the style you guys play, pretty attacking. Uh, yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that. Um, our main attacker has actually been out the entire Founders Cup or Members Cup, whatever we're, <laughs> whatever we're at now. Um, he's actually been out with a hamstring injury. So we haven't, we've yet to see him play in the, like, the cup, actually. So it'll be interesting to see if he can be healthy for the match on Saturday. What's his name? Uh, Jason Valencia. So in our preseason games, uh, the four that he did play, and he scored like 14 or 15 goals for us. So what? it's obviously somebody that <laughs> we could really use. Who did y'all yeah. who, who play preseason? Nobody really noteworthy, I guess, just a couple local majors teams in the area and stuff oh, okay and then we played like uh this past weekender so we played uh, marquette in a friendly which is the local college around yeah here, mm -hmm. so. you know if he was able to play in that game uh he was not no and i think it was due i think he maybe could have played maybe a couple 20 minutes or whatever but i think it was more so we just wanted to keep him out due to health reasons yeah, those hamstrings can stick around. They're those yeah, soft tissue injuries happened, are tough. Yeah, it happened early in August, maybe oh, late wow. July. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Definitely so, a lingering issue. Yeah, so it's just been a couple of weeks that those things can last. Those things can last a little while. So one of the cool things that we we have found with the Members Cup is that it, it is is giving us some some exposure to teams that uh, we've not played before. Now we've played Detroit in friendlies. We played the Cosmos in in a in a championship MPSL championship match. But the other the other teams we really had didn't have experience with, including Milwaukee. So talk a little bit about you, you. You've addressed a little bit about attacking style, but what can you tell us about the system the team plays, or any other any other players that our fans kind of need to be watching for uh, when they watch? Well, hopefully when they watch the match on Mykuju. <laughs> yeah, if, if the stream actually works for once. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, primarily, they've been in like a four three three, I think, and. Um, just really oppressing team. Okay. Uh, trying to force turnovers in the midfield, get the ball to the attackers. In two of our preseason games, we had over 30 shots. And the one game we won 13 to 1, I think, or 14 to 1, <laughs> with 40 <laughs> shots on goal. Four. So. Okay. Yeah, we, we, you know, we certainly hope that's not what happens on Saturday, <laughs> at least from yeah. the Chattanooga's perspective. Right, so. right. <laughs> yeah. That was a majors team, so yeah, definitely a different level of play. But so Cordova likes a likes a high press and try to force turnovers, like in midfield, and and I guess the other team's defensive third. Yeah, at least that's what from a, from a fan who's only watched soccer hardcore <laughs> for the last four years, five years. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Does that does his style change home and away, or have you noticed? Um. I think against the Cosmos, we kind of just put the feelers out, seeing what they came out in, and he he's Cacho is very good at halftime adjustments. Uh-huh. Um, in our first game against Napa, we were tied at the half, and we came out, scored two goals right away. Hmm. It's just it's it, it's awesome to see a coach who can execute halftime adjustments. Yeah. So going forward, what, what do you see? And, and maybe you can't answer this. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, going forward for Milwaukee, what, what do you see beyond the members cup? I mean, wh- where do you see the club going? Honestly, it's kind of a big question mark, I guess. Uh, obviously if we have to play back in the MPSL next year, I don't know what's going to happen with the members cup and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully more teams will be interested in it, buy into it, and obviously get more teams to play. It was pretty disappointing when all those teams dipped out this year so late, like a couple weeks before the season or whatever, and everything got switched around. I was shocked that Napa actually stayed in it. Seems how like every other team's from the East or the yeah. Central. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of money, obviously, for travel and stuff. So, do you know if uh, Milwaukee has any Torrent has any aspirations for you know D three, uh, whether it be Nisa or uh, USL? Have you heard anything like the fans are saying or or rumors from the front office? Um, not really. Obviously, like as a fans, we want to support the Torrent, regardless if it's in the MPSL or if we can get it higher. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'd like to get into NISA or the USL second division or stuff like that, but I don't know if we're in a place like that from a front office standpoint. Sure. Do you think that you think if they did make that 
jump though i mean from what you're telling me there might be a chance that they would be better supported just because they would be professional at that point uh definitely there was a thing around milwaukee they were called the milwaukee barons there were a supporters group a couple of years ago who didn't really have a team they basically said we want mls and we want high division soccer and then when the torrent came around it was well you guys aren't good enough so we're just kind of gonna do our own thing at first they had a couple of people from the barons who did actually like come out and support us and stuff but basically it was well if you're not you're not a higher ranking uh, league then we don't really want anything to do with you yeah we'll retweet your stuff on twitter and stuff like that but to have the supporters in the supporter section and to have financial backing from fans towards merchandise and stuff like that you just didn't really see it that much so let me get this straight. There's a, there is a soccer supporters group in Milwaukee that supports soccer, I guess. But they do not – I mean, I, I, get, I get it from a – you know, we want – because I think you see that. I think you see it in Charlotte. I think you see it in St. Louis. Atlanta. I think you see it in Atlanta. Or you saw it in Atlanta before Atlanta United got there. You saw it in St. Louis before the MLS um, announcement there where they have clubs uh, and Charlotte wants a club. There are clubs in Charlotte. So th- who, who, do, who do they support? I mean, what, what did they, are they just a, an MLS? Are they just a hashtag MLS for Milwaukee? Is, I mean, is that what, <laughs> is that what they uh, are? So when NISA first formed, when Milwaukee was one of the potential landing spots for a team that wasn't going to be the torrent, and they basically said, all right, well, there's going to be a new team here. Now we're going to be their supporters. Oh. So okay. I'm not really sure. I guess sure. That, that never <laughs> came to fruition. Obviously, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, and I, I, wow. I think that's – I think that's – I think this, this conversation is probably one of the most frustrating things I see with uh, soccer in the United States and, uh, you know, the – that there's there was a club with some history in Atlanta called the Silverbacks, and you know Atlanta United comes in, and you're you're looking around, going, you know, where where was this where was this support? You had a club in, uh, you had a club there to support, and you didn't. In Charlotte, there there are at least I don't know there are three clubs, um, and I'm not even sure that includes Stumptown, in that area that can be supported, and you know the, everybody's there is just like, well, we want MLS or nothing, and I, it's. It's incredibly frustrating. I, I know it's a symptom of of the system that we have, and I, I got a, I had a conversation with somebody who supports the um, independents in Charlotte uh, on you know kind of on a, a DM on Twitter, and yeah. you know I said I told him that you know it's because he was he was kind of voicing some frustration with with its MLS to 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 Charlotte. And you know, I, I, I told them I'd say I've, I've got to think that if there was a way for clubs to to move up the ladder, um, that that people would come out and support. I mean, if if people in Milwaukee knew that if the Torrent won the NISA championship, that in the following year they would be in some Division Two, and then if they won Division Two, that they would be in MLS. I'd have to think that there'd be some people out there saying, you know what, we're going to support Milwaukee's team and we're going to take them to the top. And when they're up there. You know, well, we we would have been there when they were not. We were there when they weren't cool, kind of folks, and and it's just frustrating, you know, to to hear you talk and to hear uh, about this. There's a there's a group of people in Milwaukee who say they like soccer, but they won't come out to a torrent match. Is is um, 
annoying. Uh, that's uh, yeah. I'll, 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 <laughs> best I'll... to put it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their last tweet was August 30th of 2017. It says, We have been asked to be the official supporters group of the new club, working with ownership. Stay tuned, Barons. And the article before that was a Nisa official article. So wow, <laughs> they were yeah. they were deeply committed to the cause. Clearly, yeah, I guess you, you <laughs> might be honestly you may be better off with without them. So right, right. I mean, we have we have who we have, and I want to expand it. Obviously, from our twenty thirty people we got in the stands with us cheering and supporting, but it is who we are, and. We'll take it day by day to make it the best we can. I did have uh, – do you have anything else you'd like to share with us? Uh, I know you sent something about Nashville SC. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, st- you stole my question. You stole my question. Oh, that was sorry, even my last sorry. question. Uh, so explain Nashville SC. Like we see all these Milwaukee things, Milwaukee, you support, you support on your uh, – on Twitter, and yeah. then I look further. It says Nashville SC and Preds. And the Preds, and yeah. I was like, "What's what's the tie-in with this?" Yeah, yeah. So uh, here in Milwaukee, we have the uh, Milwaukee Admirals, and they're the AHL affiliate of the Nashville Predators. Oh. So okay. since the day I've been born, been an Admirals fan, and obviously with the Predators, they're our team. So I support them and followed them through the. The Stanley Cup a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so then um, I found out, I think I was following one of the Nashville Predator fans or whatever on Twitter, and all of a sudden they started talking about Nashville SC, Nashville SC, and I was like, oh, they got like a big-time club out there. So I started (laughs) following them, I don't know, 2017, maybe 2016. Yeah. And ever since then, it's, I don't know. The whole they're buying their in their way into the MLS. That's kind of frustrating yeah. from a, like a fan standpoint, but at the same time, like it, it is pretty cool. Yeah, that, they're the that's the that's the that they're the kind of the club that we that we like to pick on, and you know because they were you know yeah. they were they played in the yeah. MPSL in our in our um, conference, and we beat up on them pretty pretty regularly and. <laughs> And then, and then they, you know, then they moved up to, or they, you know, they, it became known that they would be moving up to, or MLS would have a club, and the MLS team bought kind of their name, and, right, you know, I, I use them a lot, and so if there's anybody out there's a Nashville fan, I apologize for this. I don't really know if I really don't know <laughs> if I apologize that much for it, but uh, Dylan, I apologize to you for this because you've been nice enough to spend time with us. I mean, it's 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 the story that of a of a club that just continues to fail upward. You know, they they didn't do anything in NPSL, and all of a sudden they're a D two team. They've not done anything in D two, and now they're going to be an MLS team. They're like the anti promotion team, and it's uh, it's frustrating um, from you know from a standpoint of uh, of a club who I think is or clubs that are doing things the right way and just being told that you know hey we we you know you're you're doing things good, you're playing well on the field, you're you're operating well, but you're just not in the right market, and it's just incredibly annoying. But yeah, so I should have known that th- that just shows everyone my ignorance of lower d- of lower level of hockey. That 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 would make some sense. That if, if uh, the minor the minor team <laughs> in Milwaukee was well, affiliated with the Preds, 
Look, we can't have an expansive knowledge of lower league everything. Okay? <laughs> I, mean, I love, I love minor. You know, well, I love kind of minor league hockey. We had a, a team. Uh, I grew up in southwestern Virginia in Blacksburg and Roanoke. Uh, had a Roanoke has a team or had a team. I'm not sure they do now. And then I went to school in Alabama and Birmingham has a team. So I, I love going to those matches or, or going to those games. Yeah, but uh, a lot of passion. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, hockey lot going to hockey live is is just uh, is is a good experience. Uh, you know, I, I love Preds games, but uh, I can't really call myself a fan. But I'll I'll go and watch if somebody gives me a ticket. So yeah, one day I want to make it down to Nashville and catch a game. Yeah, it's a it really is a fun place. Now the the year I went. Um, the couple of times I've gone were not their good seasons, but it's still it's still been a blast, and so I want to get back. So yeah, and that, you know, it, we 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 thought it was interesting that when we saw the hashtag on there because again they're they're the they're the they're the club that we like to pick on the most, I think. Yeah, which totally makes sense from that standpoint. Like personally, as a fan, I think it's kind of cheap the way that the yeah. promotion work, quote unquote, promotion works. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in the United States. But yeah, and I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to watch St. Louis. You know, when I, when I saw the you know, St. Louis got the MLS team, they have a very good USL Championship club there. Uh, I really shouldn't call them a club; let's call them a franchise. And so, <laughs> you know, they have a very good USL Championship franchise there that has a good following, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with them uh, in. You know, for me sitting back and watching, you know, I, you know, I'll t- put my little, get a little salty with USL. Um, you know, it's, it looks to me like USL is getting done to them with MLS, what USL is trying to do here in Chattanooga. And they're getting squatted on a bit. And, you know, yeah, but they MLS, get that, but, uh, they get that exit, uh, clause money though. Yeah, that's true. If they get, if they go somewhere, like I said, it's, I think, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. What happens with those two clubs? Uh, excuse me, those two franchises. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to see, to, to see what happens. I'll be honest with you. Nashville's probably not the the team we like to pick on the most. That's a local, uh, the other local team in Chattanooga that we probably like to pick on the most. No, we don't like pick on. I mean, you have to talk about them to pick on. That's them. true. Just... That's true. We're sort of <laughs> apathetic towards yeah. the other teams. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, agno- yeah. I'm a I'm agnostic towards the Red Dogs. So. <laughs> So what what do you what are you looking for what are you looking forward towards the, this weekend what do you what do you see um, between the torrent and CFC? To be completely honest, um, playing through like I don't know our friends like my friend group here is pretty heavily into soccer way longer yeah. than I've ever been, and for them to be excited to play teams like New York and oh we're playing Chattanooga that's a big club like to yeah. us even maybe not necessarily in your eyes but like. A city like Milwaukee, where we get a thousand fans to a game, like that's a huge club with a big following and a big just pre- like big press presence and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, you know we we hear it's it's you know it's I guess you know we we live in the we live in the area. I've been going to CFC matches since 2010. I I, I didn't I knew about the club in '09, their first year, but but didn't make it to a match until '10. And so it's interesting. We hear that from other folks um, about um, about the, the the kind of the the I guess allure of CFC, and it's just it's just funny because they're my club. You know, I mean they're they're the club that I've gone and and kind of yelled at and screamed at and cried <laughs> at and laughed at and 
and it's interesting to hear with, and it's it's a kind of it's humbling to us, or at least to me, to hear fans of other clubs talk about um, them as talk about the experience of having CFC come as something big. I mean, it's you know for us, it's it's our club, and we like to hear that, but it's uh, it's good to hear from from other folks. So yeah, and yeah usually when when Chattanooga plays like another team from whether it be a New York or Milwaukee. You know, Chattanooga is, is second uh, billing in, in most other things except in fourth division soccer in this country. So it's a, it is interesting uh, to be on the uh, other side of the coin, I guess. Yeah, it's really uh, – I'm pretty excited. Uh, should be a good game. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I would assume that we've got some folks – I know that there's, uh, there's probably a bus trip, so I imagine some of our Chattahooligans will go up there and – and harass your fans and harass your players. So yeah, we do a tailgate before the the games at five o'clock, right outside the stadium. So oh yeah, that, that's 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 a good follow up. So for folks who are coming up to Milwaukee, um, what you know what what should, what should they be looking to do? What are some of the places where you feel like they would need to go, um, either before the match or after the match? If your club has a like a post match place where they go and and you know hang out and and you know drink some milk and cookies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of do like a little pregame tailgate out in the parking lot with the supporters group and fans that are walking into the game and stuff. Hey, stop by, talk for a little while. And then uh, after the game, right across the street from the stadium, there's a bar there called uh, Left's Lucky Town. And they're one of our sponsors. Last year, they were on the front of the jersey and everything. So Cool. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You know, for from a CFC perspective, we really, really need three points. You know, we we had a little rough, rough start with playing uh, the Cosmos here in Chattanooga and got a one kind of one nil loss, and then went up to Detroit and lost two one. So we did get that win against Napa this past weekend. So, but we're 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 hoping we can get up and 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 give you guys a good game and hopefully for us bring back three points. But we'll see how that goes. Maybe you're. Uh, your your player will uh, what's his name again the the player uh, that we have Valencia Jason and what's his number so so if we can watch we can watch uh, for him if he do you remember I think it's seventeen maybe he's really short short and quick <laughs> short quick we'll watch and, and give his name and number to our defensive midfielders so yeah, they can yeah. I'm sure if they've watched anything <laughs> so far they know <laughs> yeah so Todd anything else no no. Uh, just appreciate, uh, Dylan, appreciate you spending the time with us on this uh, Tuesday night after a long weekend and uh, getting kind of early for you. I know probably coming in from work or something, 6.30 that central time, kind of playing tricks with us there. So Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, yeah, I got home so, like half hour before uh, we got on the call here. So, Like I said, the, the, the cool thing about the Miramis Cup for us is, is giving us access and giving us um, – some time with some teams that we haven't gotten to play and to, to hear about, you know, supporters cultures and, and kind of the soccer culture in other places is, is good for us. It's, it's interesting for me and, and to talk to folks who support this game uh, in, in other parts of the country and, and are doing things to, to kind of improve and, and, and show folks that soccer can be successful on multiple levels. Um, and, you know, that that's what I like to do. And so I, I do appreciate you spending some time with us and, if um, are you you, uh, you say you travel a lot, are you planning on? Are you going to be able to make it down to Chattanooga for the return match? I'm going to try. That's that Saturday, like five o'clock, I think six o'clock your time. Uh, 
I want to try and get out there. I think a couple people from here have talked about it. Uh, obviously, I work at a school, so it'll be interesting how <laughs> how I can do that. So. Well, if you do, if you do, um, you know, we'll be, we will probably be around the Chattahooligans um, pregame. So if you do look us up and, and yeah, I'll send and you guys we'll, a, a message if I do end up making it out there. Yeah, we like to connect uh, if you, if you come down to, uh, to Chattanooga. Todd, anything for you? No, man. Uh, if you make it down, look forward to meeting you. Yeah, you as well. I was going to say uh, one last thing um, with us not playing a regular season quote-unquote, um, it was pretty interesting to see us come out flying and competing with the Cosmos who went all the way to the championship game. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, th- I think that's imp- it was impressive. I mean, you know, I, I, like you, saw the score at 2-0 and thought that match was over. And I didn't, didn't get, really didn't get to watch. Or I didn't watch the stream. Um, but when, you know, when I saw the, the first goal go in late, I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's nice for Milwaukee to have kind of a, a get their, get their kind of goal there at the end. And then, you know, and then I kind of walked away when I came back, I saw full time two, two, I was, I was surprised. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I didn't know a lot about Milwaukee, so it's, it was, but I know a lot about, I knew a lot about New York. Um, and we talked with, um, uh, John Frusciante from the first team podcast who uh, they follow, he follows uh, the cosmos and, and, you know, he was, he too was kind of like, they, the, I think that they were shocked. They were surprised. And so it certainly threw up a flag for us, um, you know, to, for, for us to go up and, and go to go against a team we've not played before. Uh, you, you might think because they haven't played that the team doesn't have cohesion or whatever. And, but to go to go on the road to the Cosmos and get a result certainly uh, earned some respect in the eyes of the of the supporters and I'm sure the team and the staff here. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the match and I think it'll tell us a lot about where we go from here. Um, yeah, at least from the CFC side. Yeah, it's just a, uh, the group of guys we got. It's nothing but pure passion. Uh, after our first preseason game, uh, one of the players came up to me after the game. He was like. He called over his friend because he didn't really speak that much English. And he was like, he tapped on the crest, the, the torrent crest on the shirt. And he said, we play for you. We play for this city. Uh, we're going to bring it every night. And we want to we wanna do well for you and the fans here in Milwaukee. And that was very touching. Obviously, his first ever game in a torrent uniform. And to have somebody saying that, it's uh, really great. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, I think as a fan, that's all you can ask for. I mean, I think we've been, we've been really lucky here in Chattanooga to have players that are, that are fully committed to the cause, you know, for, you know, since basically it's been established, but to, but to hear that, you know, in other places and to hear that level of commitment, I mean, that's what it's going to take to build clubs and build culture and uh, for, you know, to make this thing work pretty much. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys, for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, th- thanks for spending some time with us, and uh, good luck to you in the torrent outside of the 180 plus stoppage time minutes that we play. <laughs> outside of that, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, wish, I wish the, I wish the torrent all the best. Unless, unfortunately, for the torrent, we need you to lose to to improve our standing in the. I need to put that <laughs> asterisk on my best wishes, Todd. Asterisk. When I give, yeah, there we go. Yeah, the, the, so I want to give them. I want to give you. 
you all the best, except when we play you and if I need you to lose. So I, <laughs> we may need him to win, Jersey. Or yeah, or yeah, certainly if we want you to win, I'll be right there supporting you. But <laughs> so it was great to talk to you, and uh, uh, hope to hope hope you make it to Chattanooga if you do look us up. Yeah, definitely, guys. Thank you. All right, thank you. Take care, Dylan. All right, take Have care. a good one. And uh, welcome back to the 423 Soccer Pod. Thanks again to Dylan for spending time with us and, and, and giving us a little bit of insight into the club he follows. You know, I've, you know, I've said it to him and I've said it on our podcast before. The really cool thing about Members Cup is, is we get to experience soccer from other places and, and kind of have an opportunity to play against and compete against teams that we really haven't had a chance to see before. So, it's really good to hear. It's it's interesting for me to hear soccer uh, from other people's perspectives and in other places in the country. So, so but he did he did bring up some stuff about the club and about how they played. So Todd, we want to uh, spend a little bit of time previewing that match for folks. Yeah. So Milwaukee is kind of interesting, right? He said he didn't, you know, he hadn't heard any rumors about, you know, their ambitions like moving up or anything. But if you look, just start with their head coach, like Carlos Cardoba. Uh, he has a he has definitely has pedigree. Uh, the guy played for Boca Juniors uh, back in the seventies and eighties. Uh, he was an assistant coach for the Dallas Burn uh, for the Miami Fusion. Uh, I mean, I remember him coaching the Fusion. I, I've been watching soccer that long in the United States. I actually remember <laughs> the Miami Fusion. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, right? Because their first season was twenty sixteen, and then uh, so they played twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, and twenty eighteen. And then they don't play at all the NPSL regular season this year. So, you know, when we come in to uh, the Members' Cup and I say, well, they had a 2-0 win against Napa Valley. Not Now that we've played Napa Valley, not super impressive. But when you put it in perspective, that, that was probably one of their first really competitive games. It, the result on its own do, doesn't look that bad. And then it looks really impressive that in their second game they go away to Cosmos and and pull off essentially they're down two to nothing after the 80th minute and, and pull off a draw. I, I I'm so far I'm I'm fairly impressed with this. Yeah, you've got you've got to look at that result and be. It, it, I mean, it has to throw up uh, a kind of a warning flag that you know you, you might have looked at that you might have looked at that match or at least I looked at that match as one that you know I felt like we could get three points on the road. And then when that happens, you have to stop and think, you know, hey, we've not played this team before. And so we don't really know what to think. We don't, and at least, at least they've played a couple of matches and we have some film. I'm sure the coaches and staff have, have some film that they can look at. But yeah, that, that result uh, raised some eyebrows. And, you know, when we talked to John from First Team Podcast, it, it, I think it raised some eyebrows in New York too. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's going to be, it should be an interesting match. And, you know, he, he, he talked a little bit about how they like to press. And how they played, you know, they played high up, high up the pitch in a four-three-three. I don't, and I, now I would assume they, you know, I tried to, I talked to him and asked him about if he felt like they played a little bit differently at home or away, and he, he really wasn't sure. And if they will play differently against an opponent that, you know, like, you know, like a New York or maybe or Detroit or, or Chattanooga. So it'll be interesting to see if they come out in the four-three-three if they press at home. It'll be interesting to see how our guys handle that press. Uh, if we come out in 
that diamond formation again, or if we come out with two defensive midfielders to try to put some more, uh, or if we come, you know, if we come out in a different formation to put some more people into the midfield. Um, yeah, I would be, be shocked if we came out in a four-three-three and tried to match them. Uh, that wouldn't shock me either. Yeah, no, but it I, wouldn't. It, it does kind of. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know really how to feel about this. I guess, but I, I think uh, CFC could be. Uh, a little bit vulnerable to, to this style of team that, that presses high. And uh, so I, I don't really know how you would counter that or what would be our best formation uh, other than to maybe match it or perhaps maybe you try to uh, put more people in the midfield and uh, and just try to win with numbers in the midfield. Uh, but I definitely – and I look at, you know, a coach like Cordoba and I do remember like those Miami fusion teams and they were exciting to watch. Uh, probably, uh, I'm not, may not even remember his team. I think I'm actually remember Ray Hudson's fusion team. That was so good to watch, but typically like, I think Boca juniors actually historically plays like a four, three, three. So he probably mm-hmm. comes by this formation naturally and Argentines are known for that attacking flair. So I, I would not look for them to him to abandon that at all. Well, you saw, you know, I could see, I could see us staying with that four four two box, and putting Juan and Ginky deep. Um, you know, having Juan in a deeper role uh, to take the ball off of the center halves and, and start that and try to break a press and put some speed on the outside with uh, as kind of those two outside midfielders. Um, you know, I, I could see that working because you know, again, pressing teams. The the problem with the press. Is that it works really well if if you if you get those quick chains of possessions in the opposing team's defensive third, but you're giving something up, and that's that space out wide behind. And so you know I could see you know if we put Costa out wide um, and put Webb up top with somebody like Zeca or um, even even Oliveira uh, up top and had some had some speed out wide we might be able to find some space with kind of one pulling the strings a little bit deeper to take the ball. And, and, and um, I could see that. I could oh. see that working. And, yeah, and I, don't, again, I we, don't disagree. I don't disagree. We, at all. we would outnumber, we would outnumber them in the midfield and uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, um, and again, if, especially if we could, if we could get our fullbacks involved um, to provide it some more width and try to get them pinned back a little bit, uh, I, you know, I think it'd be interesting and see see if that if they continue that press, just like just like every match, you know, an early goal would just be immense. Um, you know, just the, an early goal would would just really be great on the road. It would give the guys uh, some more confidence. That's the one thing about a press, right? It's like the entire team has to be committed to it because yeah, as soon as as soon as one or two aren't, the whole thing breaks down, and that's how your counterattacks happen so it'll be interesting to see how disciplined and committed they are to that press uh and you know if cfc breaks it a couple of times and has some dangerous uh chances then that may uh that may kind of they may kind of turn down the pressure on that and kind of settle back so i think those first 15 20 minutes will be telling as to how uh, cfc proceeds from that point yeah and i i, mean, I think we can handle a, I think we can handle a pressing you know i the the teams that have hurt us have been those who have sat back a little bit and have allowed our fullbacks to get forward, and they've exposed the, those spaces behind and right. have either countered us 
or or play long balls and and try to get the second ball, uh, maybe create a foul and, and create some some set piece opportunities in, in our half. I mean that's that's why how that's kind of how we've been hurt right. uh, this season. We so a, we haven't seen a, a team really uh, control possession and, and take it to us. Uh, yeah, and you know, force us no. in a defensive posture for long periods of time. Like, no, and, really I, and I really don't know that we've been pressed that much. I mean, no. really. Um, no. So that and that'll be not. interesting. That would be because I don't be think... a team in this league that can do that to us. Well, but even New York, I don't think really pressed us. That was a that was a fairly kind of even match. I don't think they really pressed us high. Um, I know some people talked no, that about was a the... midfield battle. Yeah, I think I think some people mentioned Detroit. Likes to, but I didn't see much pressing in really much pressing into our into our half there. Again, that was another midfield and where they sat back and countered us to death. Um, and so I shouldn't say they sat back, but they played they played they played for the counter. Oh um, yes, when there was a change of possession, the counter was absolutely on. Every yeah, they went. Time. They moved. They moved quickly um, so. into the into the counter. So it'd be interesting to see if they do press us to see how we handle that. Again, I, I like Juan deeper in that. And if there is a press to, um, to maybe control that, take the ball off of, you know, maybe even go deep in between the two center halves and, and take the ball off of, of Phil and, and control the control coming out of the back that way. I'll tell you what you can't have is exactly what we talked about this weekend. Uh, you know, even against a team like Napa Valley, you cannot have those lazy balls in the midfield and those cheap no, giveaways against a that's team true. that's looking to high press. And yeah. I think if if we start seeing some of those lazy balls in the middle, then I think that could spell trouble for CFC. However, it you know, to exactly the opposite. If we're on our game and we're moving the ball fast and we're get transitioning out of midfield quickly and get and pushing it up the wings, then I think that that press will uh, will break down and I think we'll, we'll yeah. buy ourselves some space and time yeah folks want to see what a press can do at this level just go back and watch the NPSL championship game watch that first half and watch what Miami does to New York and press them high and press their their captain and their playmaker you know into into two mistakes that turned into quick goals um, and so that's you know that's kind of what we cannot have happen is the ball comes into either whenever if we're playing a box comes into Ginky or comes into Juan and they're immediately tackled off the ball and and you know it automatically turns into a, a scoring opportunity. So um, yeah, that's that's what we have to avoid. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I don't I really can't remember even Miami. I'm, I may be just misremembering this, but even Miami, I don't remember pressing us that much. Um, so I, I, you know, it'd be interesting to see if, if that's the, if that's the stance they take, or if they like other teams sit back a little bit and maybe don't press us until we get into their, their half of the midfield and then press, press there to try to create some, create some counters and, and try to allow our fullbacks to go forward and then play into those spaces behind. So, um, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, we've not seen the torrent play, so we don't really know until the until the ball gets kicked. Yeah, and just to reiterate on what uh, Dylan said, uh, the player he cited was uh, Jason Valencia. Uh, it looks like he is uh, Colombian, uh, judging hmm. by the flag out by his name, and he wears number sixteen. He has not appeared yet. Uh, he's like uh, Dylan said, he's been struggling with a hamstring injury. So, be interesting to see if we see him take the field. Uh, of course, if we see that sixteen, we'll know that that's their uh, apparently their their goal scorer. Yeah, where does he play? Uh, does he play? Is he a forward or is he a midfielder? I would assume if he scored that many goals, <laughs> I'm not sure who they were playing for him to score that many goals. Well, true, 
but still. Uh, it, he's he's listed as a forward. Forward, yeah. So so uh, obviously they're playing against lesser competition if they're scoring fourteen goals in a game. But a goal scorer is a goal scorer, so you got to watch out for, mm-hmm. for 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 him. Uh, so no, I'm looking forward to it. Also looking forward to three points. Uh, I think the boys go up there and get it done. I don't think I'm being naive in saying that. Um, uh, I, I think Coach Fuller is going to get the tactics right on this. And if he doesn't get it right in the first half, I, I trust that he's going to make the halftime adjustments and get it done. So you think we can keep a clean sheet? I think it's critical that we keep a clean sheet. I think first and foremost, when we're when we're playing away, and, and this is a new, you know, kind of a little bit different format for us competition-wise, there's no playoff. I think when you go away somewhere, the first thing you look to do is keep a clean sheet and then yeah. get the goals from there. But first and mm-hmm. foremost, don't let them score. Yeah. So, again, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we're in that four four two with Juan deep, with Juan playing deep, like we saw against um, the Stars. Yeah. I, I wouldn't shock me either. And I don't know what we're going to see in the back four uh, with, with Torres hurt. That's, uh, you know, I, would, I really hope he can be back because I, I like him out wide. But I guess that would mean, you know, maybe Soren goes out back wide. And, uh, well, and then the other question is, is Lima fit? Uh, and if yeah. Lima is fit, you assume he slides back into the center back spot. If he's not, if he's not fit, Torres isn't fit, then, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens that back line. It, it could be, uh, it, it could be interesting. Well, I think Ruben has probably come in. Yeah. If, uh, if well, and, and he showed that, and I case. think he showed that he's ready. I don't know if he's 90 minutes ready, but yeah. I think, uh, he's ready to, to come back and I think he can put in a, a solid shift. And if he comes in, I just, I would really, I just, I, you know, we, we talked about this in the post-match rant. There were, you know, I had some, some concerns about him early in the season. Um, but again, that might've been because of the DMs that were playing in front of him and how they were playing. And so, yeah, I'm, I'd be interested to see, you know, we've got Valenciano who I don't know his status either. Um, we had some other guys that, that were injured in the last, that, that were, weren't able to play. Yeah, been Mason play a couple of matches. yeah, Mason, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, it'd be nice to have. It'd be nice to have a couple, you know, him back to provide some depth in the midfield and bring, be able to bring in because I, I think that's going to be really important uh, if they do press us. Those two outside midfielders uh, in the um, in well in either in either the diamond or the block uh, are going to be really important to getting out uh, of the um, you know playing the ball from from uh, from out out from the back. Uh, so those those guys out wide will be really important. So you're 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 predicting what like two nil? I would love I would love I would love to see a, a two nil. I just want to see that. I want to see a clean sheet first. Yeah. yeah, I want a clean sheet first, and then we'll see what happens. Yep, me too, me too. So what else we got tonight? I think that's it for tonight, man. That's it for tonight. Yeah, I think so. Okay. We previewed the match. We've had an interview. We've we've ro- we've righted our wrongs. We've. <laughs> <laughs> we've paid our penance. Yeah, I know. We've we've given homage to to those who make this thing possible. Yeah, I would like to I would like to remind everybody. It says clearly in our description that this is a podcast with dubious with with uh, analysis of dubious veracity. So we we you know, we we feel like that you know this was kind of on brand for us. So yeah, we don't we don't make mistakes to see if you're paying attention. No. Uh, we make mistakes honestly. Yeah, exactly. Look, I still I still blame my Kuju. Okay, if I didn't have to, honestly, I probably missed the lineup because I was reloading it for the fifteenth time. 
or I was trying to change platforms from, you know, from the website to the app, or uh, I was just, I couldn't see the player's number across the field because apparently well, I'm just a, frustrated because I, I clearly remember Ruben's flowing hair, you know? And, and so I guess I'm remembering that from the second half. Um, I would like to, to just to, to give a, 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 make a plea to the club that if, when we go on the road, to really have somebody who is responsible for kind of live tweeting the the basics, you yeah, know, like the lineups, lineup. the subs, who scores. Can we get a formation? Hmm? Can we get a formation? Is that, I, well, like, I think, is that too much? Yeah, that let's 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 just at least the lineup would be great, and so Can we get a Sheldon. List? A, yeah, yeah, like okay. yeah, like a, a lineup and who's available on the bench, and then who scores, and then when subs come in, who went in and who came out. You know that's that's all I'm asking for. So if Sheldon's listening or Alex, Alex, if you're listening, I think they may still be they may still be on their way back. I know my Alex is my son's academy coach, and I know my son just left for training, and I don't think Alex is back yet. So I may may hit him up and say, just well, you guys did a great job when you were filling in for the Maikuju hoodoo that we had. But um, if we could do that on all away matches, it would it would make me not have to rely. On me, on my eyes and on my Kuju feed. So I I enjoyed the the live tweeting and and long may it continue. <laughs> I'm just happy for any info I can get. It was I, I I see you know what I got back on my kick. I was over it and now I'm back. <laughs> you're on your back. You back. You're back to saltiness. Yeah, back to saltiness. Because you know it's like on the base. I guess you're just you expect to get some. You know at least be able to tell who's playing and when the feed is so bad that you can't. Then it gets yeah. frustrating. So yeah, and it was left, very. I'm left to guess, yeah. and I don't it was like very. Guessing. It was very frustrating, and I and I just felt like an idiot. Like I like I said for, <laughs> for 15 minutes, I thought Bongo was out there, and then I see the then I see and I was, and I then I see the, the finally, get a clear shot of jersey of the jersey number, and I realize I'm wrong there, and I never figure out who's playing in the back line. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't see anything that happened on the opposite side of the field, especially after half. Because it, it was, it was. There's a power like said, outage over there. Huh? There was a power out, power outage on the far side of the field. Well, that's what it looked like. Exactly. Um, or it looked like they were playing in a cave. But anyway, so we wrap up this for tonight. I will, I would like to to um, give a kind of remind folks if they haven't already done this to go back a couple of episodes. Uh, to uh, when we talked with Eric Housley from Napa Valley. If you've not listened to that interview, go back and listen. The The things that they're doing there, the things that, that Eric is doing with the club um, are really cool. And his story is a powerful one and one that I think I think y'all need to hear. So if you've not already done that, please go back and listen to his interview. If you don't want to listen to our nonsense before and after, you just have to fast forward, I think, to like the 19th minute. And that's when his interview starts. You can just listen to that 15 or 20, uh, maybe 30 minutes. I can't remember how long we talked to him, but uh, it's a really good interview if I do say so myself. But again, I've listened to it a couple of times. Uh, it's just, it's really cool. He's a really cool guy um, doing good things in Napa. And, and I, I hope, uh, I hope we get to see him. I, he already said he, he wouldn't, he wasn't going to be able to come to the match in Chattanooga, but hopefully we'll see him down the road at some point. I'd, I'd really like to meet him and, and shake his hand and talk with him some more. So again, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that. 
and if you if you need to know where to find it, our, the podcast has, has moved. I think we've said this a couple of times, but all of our episodes now can be found at anchor.fm slash 423soccerpod. All the episodes are there. You can also now, if, if you like what we're doing, warts and all, um, you can you can uh, click on a link there and provide some support. We really appreciate all those folks who have saw who have sought fit to uh, to do that and and, and have um, have given us a little bit of support. We really do appreciate it. Um, again, you know, give thanks to well, I like to thank those pros for for kind of coming on and, and being a sponsor. And um, again, if you go to any of the locations around Chattanooga, please. Tell them, tell them that we sent you there. And again, you could find the sock, the uh, podcast uh, on anywhere you could find really, really good podcasts. We're there as well. Uh, you could find the podcast on Twitter at 423SoccerPod. I always forget this. Todd always, add, always adds it. I'm going to say it this time. You could find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash 423SoccerPod. Is that right, Todd? Or is there the in front of it? It's just 423SoccerPod. Yeah. So and Facebook. By the way, it's the Facebooks. Yes, the Facebooks. Okay. <laughs> so for all for all of uh, for all of us who are forty and over, you can go to the the Facebooks uh, at at uh, facebook.com slash four two three soccer pod. Again, this is Jim, and you can find me and all of the craziness that I say, some true, some false, on Twitter at Chetagooner. And you can find me, great footballer on Twitter, and I say all kinds of nonsense too. So. Most of it, it might be true. It's true to me, and that means something. Todd, we forgot something. Oh, dear. What did we forget? We forgot. (laughs) We forgot we wanted to talk about something that popped up, a story that popped up earlier on a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago or so, about Wikipedia taking down information about lower league soccer clubs in the U.S., and it came up, I think, I don't exactly remember. I don't know if it was Sean from, from Mobile that, that brought it to our attention or was the first person. I don't remember if it was him or Abram or somebody else around who, who tweeted out that they had received a notification that their club had been marked for deletion on, on uh, Wikipedia. And then they quickly realized that I think a lot of clubs in the Gulf Coast Premier League were, were tagged. And some other clubs in lower li- lower league soccer were yeah, I think were Bug tagged. Eaters was in there as well. Yeah, Bug Eaters too. They yeah, started, yeah, they just kind of started falling in quick succession. Um, so so and so I I you know I, I said I think we had a, a local guy who reached out to them and said, hey, we'll um, and I can't remember his name. It's uh, uh, I want to give him it's it's I think um, Chatta Zach is that his name on on Twitter. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, someone on Twitter reached out and said, Hey, you know, I can, I can start saving this information, this, the information that's on Wikipedia. We can save it to our own wiki and then we can start to build our own, uh, our own wiki. And I reached out and said, you know, that's a really good idea. I'd like to be a part of that. In the meantime of, of having that conversation, there's another guy in who, who said you kind of had the same thought and has already come out and created uh, a lower league, wiki which is conveniently called lower league low, soccer wiki <laughs> lower league soccer wiki <laughs> you can find that uh there's a twitter account um and then you can find the lower the actual wiki the wiki on fandom.com there's a link in the 
<coughs> excuse me, there's a link in his in the header for the Twitter account right there. You can go and find out how you can be in, be involved. Protagonist picked it up and did an article on it uh, recently, so you can go also go on Protagonist Soccer and read about the project. Um, Todd, what anything you want to say about it? No, I think it's. Uh, I'm glad somebody did it. It's a shame that I mean understandably like i guess if it doesn't meet the criteria to be on wikipedia i get it it's coming off so but i'm just glad somebody uh grabbed this and is doing something with it and i think it has a, a lot greater potential than when it, if it stayed on uh, wikipedia yeah it's just really i mean it's you know, again it's frustrating how i mean it's when i read wikipedia's I, I guess what I don't understand is, is is how they've come up with this idea that um, that certain that which which clubs are important enough to be there. I mean, it seems to me that if if a club plays for a league that is sanctioned by United State, the United States Amateur Soccer or Adult Soccer Association, or which is also fund which is also sanctioned by U.S. the found the Federation, I if your club plays in a in a sanctioned league. No matter how low it is, I don't really understand why it wouldn't qualify. I think the protagonist article cited like a, a rule that they had to participate in a in a major tournament, and since they didn't yes. participate in the U.S. Open Cup, then they Correct. didn't qualify. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, the rule. Sort, seems sort of arbitrary, but yeah, that yeah, like that's I the said, rule. I, I don't understand. Is, I think this is going to be better now. Collectively, everybody knows where to go for this, and it, it can go from there, and it'll probably be a better and. Uh, a larger collection of information than, than what would have existed on Wikipedia. So I think out of, out of something negative, I think something greater is going to come. Yeah. I, and to be fair to Wikipedia, I think the conversation is ongoing. I, I know I saw, I know I saw some, some back and forth on a message board, I think where you can talk with the editors. And so I think some people with those clubs have been talking with Wikipedia about their standards and about how the standards are, are approved. So but either way, um, you know, to have to have a, a a separate section where you can go and add information about the clubs, um, and where people who want information about lower league soccer specifically can go and find out, I think is a good idea. No matter what goes on, or what ends up happening with um, with Wikipedia. But so go check out the Twitter account and check out the web page. And if you're interested in writing writing pages or creating pages, reach out um, reach out to them. I you know and 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 get to documenting the important stuff that uh, that happens with within the beautiful chaos of lower league uh, soccer in, in the United States. So, um, so yeah, that's what we forgot. So well, I'm glad you picked up on it because I was already smelling the dose bros uh, at my house. So, <laughs> all right. So again, that I think with that, we, we are done. I think we've, we've, we've introduced ourselves. We've reminded everybody where they could find the podcast, right. And, where we, where they can see the nonsense that you and I write on Twitter. So with that, until we see y'all again, go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, Mr. Oliveira with a cheeky goal. <laughs>